the new 2020 iMac is here. Hot damn. Sponsored by Skillshare. For all of my coverage of the new iMac and the Apple Silicon ones to come, just hit that subscribe button and bell right now. So Apple has right now, just this very second, as I am recording this, announced a new 27 iMac for 2020. They say right here on the website, the ultimate desktop now features much faster performance, SSDs across the line, and just pause, hoorah for that, an even more stunning Retina 5K display, higher quality cameras, thank you, speakers and mics. Let's jump into this. So this 27 iMac, it comes with up to 10 cores, double the memory capacity, next generation AMD graphics, super fast SSDs across the line. That means no hard disks, platter disks at the very low entry level that are just terrible and slow. It also means no more fusion drives, which were legitimately great in concept. They matched the speed of an SSD with the storage capacity of an HDD, a platter drive that were far less expensive at the time, trying to get the best of both worlds. But they just ended up having so many compromises. Apple says 3.4 gigabytes per second for launching applications and opening files. And it goes up to eight terabytes of SSD now, which is something the 16 inch MacBook Pro did. Uh, which just delights me and anyone who works with large files like video editing, because maybe not so much with an iMac, but with a MacBook, the ability just to have all that with you without worrying about external drives is terrific. And I imagine even on an iMac, if you're working with 4K, 8K files continuously, like I do almost a video a day and wow, does that add up? But just working with those files continuously, the more space the better, and everything additional you add externally to that is is gravy. Maybe potatoes and gravy, whatever. It's still great. Also, high fidelity speakers, and Apple has really been raising their game when it comes to speakers lately. We saw that with the lab that they built to work on products like the HomePod, which was like five years in development, and with the AirPods and with iPhone speakers. And we saw that with the 16-inch MacBook Pro, where the speakers, they weren't just really, really good at blowing sound at you. They were really, really good at placing sound all around you, making a virtual soundstage using either Dolby Atmos or Apple's own proprietary spatial audio technology for signals that just didn't have Dolby Atmos. And we've seen them slowly push that out across the line, not to the capabilities of the very big 16-inch MacBook speakers, but just to maximize whatever they could fit into the MacBook Air and 13-inch MacBook. And it's great to see that come to the iMac. Same with the microphones, which, you know, they've been doing a better job at in general. But in the 16-inch MacBook Pro, they say, they claim, Apple claims their studio quality. And what they mean by that is they are as good as a base-level USB microphone, something that you might use while traveling to podcast in a pinch. And in my own tests, and I think many people's tests, they've proven to be just that. So let's see how far, how close to those things this iMac goes. When I first saw the 5K display at Apple Town Hall when they introduced the original 5K iMac, it was so expansive and so good. It was just such high panel quality that I felt like I could go into it, that it looked slightly better than the real world. And then when Apple added P3, uh, which is the expanded color gamut, which has richer reds and deeper greens than the previous sRGB uh, color profile, it looked 
better than the real world. Not quite HDR levels like you'd see like on an OLED screen, but really, really peak performance for an LCD. So I want to see how Apple is going to do better than that with this new iMac. The 5K display. Okay, so this is what they're doing with it. It is 14.7 million pixels, 1 billion colors, 500 nits of brightness, P3, we knew all that before. The new stuff is its true, tone, its true tone now, which is Apple's dynamic color temperature management system. So it uses an ambient light sensor to manage to, sorry, to measure the color temperature of your surrounding area and then match that to the screen. And that means if you're using, uh, for example, incandescent lighting, which is warmer and more yellow or fluorescent lighting that's cooler and more blue, it won't affect the way that white looks on the screen. It'll try to keep white looking paper white, accurate paper white. And some people don't like that for photo editing or video editing because they want to see the the rendered neutral version of that regardless of their own lighting. But people who really care about that tend to do it in a studio environment where you might find an iMac like this anyway. So just for daily use, it makes for a much more natural, comfortable um, experience. And it's also nano textured now, which is something Apple introduced with the Pro Display XDR. And it's intended to give you sort of the richness of a gloss display, but to minimize the glare from lighting the way a matte display would. Uh, and it gives you just better viewing experience from a wider range of viewing angle, at least in theory. We'll have to see how it holds up in the real world. So it's up to 10 core processors and more memory capabilities. And yes, these are still Intel processors. Apple has said they'll be releasing their first Apple Silicon Mac system later this year, but this is not that. And Intel is still throwing cores at what really is a fundamental problem across their line. And yes, immediately some of you will say, why didn't Apple go with AMD instead, especially given everything that AMD has managed to produce recently, just as good performance at a way lower price, sometimes better performance at a way lower price. But the Apple and Intel relationship isn't just ending, it's a long-standing relationship. And that involves tons of contracts, tons of integration, tons of work that they do together. And it's just not possible at that scale to vary your vendor. I shouldn't say it's not possible. It's not practical or easy at that scale to vary your vendor on a device-by-device -device basis the way Apple works. Other vendors who make far more products can do it um, because of the modular approach they take, <laughs> the parts bidding they take to those products. But Apple works on these things for years and has very specific things in mind and very known targets they want to hit. And it just it doesn't work to go back and forth. And especially now when they're going to be transitioning to their own silicon, just recreating that partnership, that integration, making sure everything from power nap uh, to the quantity of chips they're buying uh, to the to integrating all the engineers at the product development level, not possible yet. So Yes, the last of Intel really is the last of Intel. And also the memory capacity goes up to 128 gigabytes now for memory intensive tasks. And Apple has some numbers up here showing 65% more plugins with Logic Pro, 40% faster 8K ProRes transcode and Final Cut Pro, 35% faster rendering with Arnold and Autodesk Maya, and 25% faster build times in Xcode. The graphics are next generation AMD, which Apple says is for editing multi streams of 4K video, playing graphic intensive games. 
and it's the latest RDNA architecture. And the numbers they have here again for Radeon Pro Vega 48 is 55% faster rendering in Maxon's Cinema 4D Pro Render, 50% faster demo fly-through in Unity Editor, 45% faster performance in Total War Three Kingdoms, and 30% faster timeline rendering in Final Cut Pro 10. It's also got the Apple T2 chip, which if you're not familiar with the T2, it's a variant of the A10 Fusion chip that was found in the iPhone 7. On the MacBook Air and MacBook Pro, Apple uses it for Touch ID, but on all of the Macs, Apple uses it for things like Secure Boot, for um, real-time encryption of data as you read and write from the drives, also for things like H.265 encode and decode blocks. It has an intelligent performance manager that'll dispatch tasks between the CPU, the GPU, and the T2 chip, depending on which it feels will actually execute those tasks the fastest. So it just means that it's basically hybrid silicon. You have uh, Intel and AMD and T2 all sitting behind things like the, like the performance controller and in some cases things like metal. Uh, and it's basically abstracted away and Apple just pulls whatever part it thinks will give you the best performance at any given time. Also, 1080p FaceTime camera. I, along with almost everyone else in the industry, has been complaining, especially since we all went into lockdown from when offices became WebEx and Zoom calls, that the cameras on Macs, everything besides the existing 1080p camera on the iMac were just terrible potatoes, bad even in regular lighting and really bad in low light or backlight. Apple makes some of the absolute best cameras in the world for their iOS devices, but the Mac devices, except for the iMac Pro, just haven't been up to par. So hopefully this is an indication that they are taking that seriously and they'll do for their Mac optics what they've been doing for their Mac audio over the last few years. And that is just, just crushing it. And they're using the image signal processor from the T2 chip, which again is the image signal processor from the A10, from the iPhone 7. And that's doing things like exposure control, face detection, uh, basically everything it does to make a normal iPhone photo look really good. It's going to try to do to make all these Mac video conferences that we are all on, so all the time now, much better. The 27-inch iMac is loaded with new features at the same price. And that's typical for Apple. They sometimes raise prices when they have to, especially when there are brand new technologies introduced into a new device, and they feel like they have to pay back that R&D, that investment, as quickly as possible. Pay it down, actually. And you know, early adopters and their best customers are the best way to do that. And then prices go back down to normal. But in other cases, they hold the line on pricing. They don't reduce pricing, but you just get way more value for the dollar on the new product than you got with the old one, whether it is better performance or you know more memory capacity, more RAM capacity, more storage capacity, any of those things. So it's starting at $17.99 for that 27-inch iMac, and it's available to order today at apple.com. And I will have just Tons more coverage, so stay tuned right here. And while you're thinking it over or waiting for it to arrive, you can use that time to learn how to make videos of your own. Seriously, without any of this, the cameras, the lights, the studio, you just don't need any of it. Just think how many videos you watch every day that are 100% found footage. That's exactly what award-winning nonfiction filmmaker Penny Lane teaches in her Skillshare course. See. 
Penny never cared for cameras. She just didn't like them. So she chose to transform existing content, stock footage, other videos into new innovative works, irreverent ones even. And she'll teach you how she does it from sourcing to storytelling to editing to refining your first video. I mean, if you are into cameras, you can check out Christopher Rhodes' class, Videos on a Budget. But that's the real power of Skillshare. It isn't just one class, even several classes. It's an online learning community that offers membership with meaning, with classes that explore illustration, design, photography, video, freelancing, and more. With real projects to create and the support of fellow creatives, Skillshare is designed to move your creative journey, even when everything else in the world just feels like it's on hold. You can learn and grow with short classes that fit your busy routine and affordably with an annual subscription that's just less than $10 a month. Join more than 7 million creators learning with Skillshare and the first 1,000 of you who click on the link in the description will get two months of Skillshare Premium for free. Act now and start learning today. And clicking on that link really helps out the channel. Thanks, Skillshare. Thanks to all of you for your support. Check out my Mac playlist above and see you next video.